Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 307 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has worked in the IT industry since the 1990s, and in that time, he has been everything from a software developer to a network engineer. He's written dozens of IT books and now focuses on helping technologists become the owners of their careers. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Don Jones. Great to be here. Don, that was very much a summary overview um, of your career. Maybe you could give us a bit more color and tell us about your your career journey. Yeah, so I did not go to college or university. Uh, I, the, the idea of doing that kind of stressed me out when I was a kid. And I kind of just, I was always the kid with a computer, right? So I, I would play around with the computer instead of playing outside. So I was self-taught. Um, Managed to get into the industry as a uh, basically a desktop support person. Uh, gained a little experience. Went on to do network engineering. Got some more experience. You know how it goes. Uh, really bouncing around a lot. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't until around 2000 I started with a dot com. The first first dot com I'd, I'd ever worked with. Uh, it was a terrible time apparently because it dot bombed after about eight months of me being there. Oh. And I found myself with an opportunity to go independent and be a freelancer. Yep. And it seemed really appealing. Um, I had kind of kind of saw that in my future at some point, but I, I pursued freelancing in much the same way I had pursued my career. Someone would offer an opportunity and I would, if it paid money, I would take it. Uh, you know, you can look at some of the first books I wrote back in, in 01 and 02, and it, they're all over the place topically because an, a publisher would come to me with an opportunity and I would take it. And what I started to realize is that I, I, I was I was paying the bills, but I wasn't really approaching a point where where my career was going somewhere. It was just all jobs, and I realized that I needed to make some some decisions about what I was going to do, and I, I needed to to focus on something and be known for that and get really well at it, and really stop just going from job to job to job and actually adopt a career for myself. And that was kind of one of the first times I thought about career ownership. Like this is something I need to own. This has nothing to do with the people I'm working for. This is mine. I decide where it takes me. And my career started doing really, really well after that. Like I decided what I wanted from it and knowing where I wanted to go, I was able to put my feet and my choices and my bets in the right places to eventually, eventually get me there. And, you know, as I, as I started moving away from technology and into leadership, um, I realized that there was an opportunity to maybe share some of those ideas with other people. Uh, so I've, you know, I've got a website about that now, and I've obviously written a book called own your tech career. And it's, um, I, I, I think it's one of those things that we just, you come out of school and you're just ready to get a job and you know, that first job isn't going to be the rest, you know, the rest of your life. It probably doesn't pay enough. You need to get advanced. And so you look for that next promotion, get some experience, look for the next promotion, but when does it stop and where does it lead? And I think that's what really has started to resonate with people is this idea of owning that career and making it your own and making it give you what you want. Yeah. Do you, do you feel that that's, um, 
a natural progression, if you like, because obviously when you when you come out of college or or, or university, whatever it may be, you're experiencing the world of business and work for the very first time. And it, and it's reasonably natural to try different things before you actually decide what it is that you enjoy doing and where your career may go. Yeah, I, I think that is a natural progression. I think that's what a lot of people do. Um, in retrospect, I'm not actually sure it's the right thing to do. Um, like for me, it really should come down to like, okay, given given where you are in your life right now, wherever that might be, what kind of life do you want that to be? What kind of house do you want to live in? What kind of part of the world do you want to live in? What kind of vacations do you want to take? What kind of people do you want to have in, the, in your life? How much time does that require? And how much money does it require? Because that's really what a job is. A job consumes time and turns it into money. And so there, there's that balance there. And if you can just decide, like, this is my destination. This is the amount of time I'm willing to spend. And this is the amount of money I want in return. It's like punching a destination into your GPS. Like now that you know where you're going, the computer can help get you there. So if you know the life you want, you can start to plan a career that takes you in that direction. You're still going to experiment a bit to find out maybe what you want to do, like what type of work you enjoy that will also get you there. But I think having that destination in mind as, as early as possible is important. And it doesn't mean you can't change that destination. You know, maybe get married, things change. But I think a lot of us just come out and we're thrust into it and we're, we're just kind of in the passenger seat in our, our, our lives and whatever happens happens. And we just kind of have to roll with the punches, but I feel you really can become a driver and, and slide into the driver's seat and punch in a destination and start being very thoughtful and deliberate about what your career is going to do for you. Yes. I agree with what you said about the fact that your destination can change as well, because obviously you do have life events. Um, your experiences do change the way you think about things. So inevitably that will change your outlook and what you want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And people will, will kind of, some people will get down on the idea of having long-term goals because they tell you, you, you might miss short-term opportunities. Your long-term goal can change and you can certainly, an opportunity can come along and you'd be like, wow, you know, this is going to let me, set me up for something even better than I'd ever dreamed of. And so I'm going to change my destination and go for this. Of course you can do that. Like we're all people, the world is what it is. Yeah. Good. Okay. Don, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Wow. Uh, there's so many. Yeah. I, I guess for me, it, it's don't underestimate yourself and don't undersell yourself and don't let don't let what you see necessarily influence your entire opinion about something. Um, so like specifically, I, I had a lot of difficulty wanting to move into leadership, but I know it's something a lot of, of technologists, they don't want to move into management. And there's a bunch of great reasons for that. But I think a lot of people will make that decision because they've had a bad manager and maybe they just, they see that and they don't want to be a part of that makes total sense, but it doesn't mean you have to be a bad manager or they're afraid to step away from the technology itself or they're afraid to, to give up, you know, all this experience and everything that they've built up over the years. And, and that's where I was. I actually popped between being an individual contributor and a manager through a few different jobs before I realized that moving into management isn't moving into management. It's a career change. You're changing what you do. And just as you might be a professional software developer or a professional systems engineer, you can be a professional leader and you can do a tremendous amount of good. You can have a tremendous amount of impact. So just, I guess, be careful 
of, of making decisions based on an incomplete thinking or an incomplete perspective. Uh, really try and keep an open mind, get a lot of different perspectives in, really think about it and steer your career with as much knowledge as you can. Yeah, I think the the um, the conversation about whether you should stay in a technical role or whether you should consider management comes up quite a lot. And I think the industry has certainly evolved, enabling you to actually make that decision and maybe choose. But also, you can you do have occasional roles that come up where you can actually combine the two. Yeah, it does happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don, can you tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was in a, a job that was it was okay. It was it was a decent job. It was a decent company, but they didn't pay much. Um, they paid way below rate, and I was on a night shift, and I really didn't want to be on a night shift anymore. And they just they didn't have room for me anywhere else, which I understand. It's it's not their their job to fully accommodate me. So I decided it was time to leave. And unfortunately, because of the situation, I had gotten really negative attitude in my head about my employer. Honestly, I don't know that they had changed that much, but I had. And and I was kind of projecting that onto the employer, which is not a great idea. So it meant I started to get this, the grass is greener on the other side. The grass will be greener somewhere else. And the grass is never greener. It's all just weeds. (laughs) Companies are what they are. So I, I got to that other job and Oh boy, it was tough. Uh, there were a, it was my first job as a network engineer. There were nice enough people, but like the people who ran the company were were jerks in a lot of ways. Um, they were going through a huge period of growth, and they were kind of blaming all their problems on the new people they brought in, having the wrong culture. It's really, really toxic. I wound up only staying there for six months, and it really, I think, taught me that you know, don't run away from something. Run towards something. Like if where you are right now isn't doing it for you, that's cool. Maybe you need to leave, but be selective. Like make that next step a step in the right direction, a step toward your destination, a step toward your success. Don't just run from it because it feels untenable, like unless it's legit toxic, horrible, bad. Uh, don't don't just run. The grass isn't any greener and you can you can take a little time to make smarter choices. Uh, I think that particular detour in my career probably cost me a couple years worth of advancement in retrospect. Um, so I, right. I try to be careful not to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's it's often very difficult, really, isn't it, to gauge the culture of a new company that you may be joining. So is, is there anything that you would do in terms of maybe doing some sort of background checks or getting a bit of an understanding of a company before you actually agree to join them? Yeah, I... I obviously look at places like Indeed and Glassdoor. Um, I look at those about the same way I look at a Yelp review, like with a lot of skepticism, because I I know, you know, there's disgruntled people. A lot of companies will try and game those reviews. So that's like my first layer. I am fortunate enough that I have developed a really large social network. Um, I have a lot of folks on Twitter. I have a lot of, of connections on LinkedIn. And so I'll just ask you know, hey, does anyone have any experience working for or with such and such a company? And I'll have a lot of times people replying, oh yeah, they're a vendor of ours. Fantastic. How do you experience them as a customer? I would love to know that. Or yeah, I worked there. Well, cool. Tell me a little bit. Ask around, like do a little research. I, I, there's, there's two excellent reasons to be deeply involved 
in technology communities. And that is one of those reasons is so that when it's time to make a career move, you've, you've got some people you can bounce ideas off of and, and ask questions like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's also a good way of finding out what, what good companies are out there even before you start the sort of, you know, job search process. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and moving away from your worst moment, can you tell us about your career highlight to date? Oh, um, you know, probably the one I'm in right now. Um, I work for a company called Pluralsight. They do IT uh, self-paced education, so video education. And it has honestly been one of those companies where if you can articulate what you want from your career, they will try real hard to help you understand how they can or cannot help you in that direction. Like if, if you tell them what you want, and they see it in the company. They actually, you know what? We we see you doing that. We see you could do that. You're going to have to do the following things to kind of get there. And let's start giving you that experience. Let's start exposing you to those those engagements and experiences so that you can develop in it and get there. And it's not maybe as formal as it should be. I'm not sure any company does that great at formalizing that type of stuff. But they're just really, really have have been open to it, uh, and it it's been really refreshing. Uh, I, I have bad days at work now and then just like everybody else. And, you know, if it happens on a Friday, you've got the whole weekend to stew over it and you start to think to yourself, well, you know, maybe the grass is greener somewhere else. But then I, I kind of come back to all the support that the company has given in not only my career, but I've seen it with other people's careers in the company. Uh, and I'm like, why would you walk away from that? Like, that is such a great, like, unless I know I'm going towards something else, I'm not going to walk away from that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that the, the people tend to try to look for that perfect job or perfect role. And it's, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever found one myself, nope. <laughs> but I'm not sure they really exist. No, you know, I, I think, I think people forget that companies are run by humans, right? There, there is no company. It's all just a bunch of humans. It's, it's a company of humans and we all screw up and we all, some of us are jerks and some of us aren't. But th like the reason no one company really rises up and takes over the world is because we're all kind of screwed up and it levels out. So you're, you're trading one set of screw ups for another and, and that's fine. Like, you know, that's what compromising is all about. Just, just understand that the grass is not greener. We're, we're all screwed up in some way. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Okay. And what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in IT in particular? Just the the sheer explosion of growth directions. You know, when I, I started, it was Windows NT or NetWare. And if you were a developer, it was like C++ or Visual Basic. Those were your choices. And it's it's just, it's everywhere now. You know, you, you can program in any of a thousand languages, 600 of which are JavaScript. You've got several different operating systems and variants and flavors that you can play with. You've got different cloud providers that you can go with. You can move into product design. You can move over into data engineering and analysis. Uh, you can, you can get into the security space. It's like, just, there's just so much of it. And every company now has to be a tech company. And that means you're not limited to working for a big bank or a big box retailer. Like every company has a certain amount of tech. So you can find the environment. Like if you just, if you want to work for a hundred person company where it's, it's real tight and everybody knows each other and there's a bowling league, you can do that. You can find that and apply your skills there. I, I think the sheer number of options that are out there, it, it seems like nearly anybody should be able to find something that's a, a very close fit. 
Yes, I think you're right. I mean, my, from my own experience and my own career, I've managed to move around between different industry sectors and using technology as the way to do that. So it gives you a great way of experiencing different different things and, and the way different industries work. Um, so yeah, I, I certainly advocate trying as many things as you like, but, but within the IT sector. Yeah. And I think that really gets down to a good reason to to differentiate between your job and your career, right? Your job is the thing you have right now. Your employer owns that. Um, someone else had it before you. Someone else will have it after you. But if you're really cultivating your career, if you're really taking ownership of your career, your career will get you whatever job you want. And that might mean doing some investment on your own. You know, if, you're, if your employer doesn't need you to learn a particular technology, but you can see in the marketplace that that technology is really important and would provide a lot of, of mobility for you, invest in yourself, add that to your career and, and help your career go get you that job that you want. Um, I, I think when people start to think about it that way, you start to make better decisions for yourself. Absolutely. I think a lot of people do tend to rely on their, their employer to provide that training and direct them in the right way and so forth. But as you say, it's, it's more about what they need to deliver to their clients. And you need to think about your own career and what skills that you want to develop to take you in in your career direction towards the destination we talked about earlier. Yeah, and if you think of yourself as a business, if you think of yourself as a vendor that provides a service, your employer is your customer and they're buying that service from you, you want to be a competitive business. You, you want to be able to go work with the customers that you want to work with, doing the things you want to do. And it's up to you to build your business to be able to do that. Uh, and once you do that, like the mobility options are just, they're crazy. Like there's so many different directions you can do once you make yourself a competitive, compelling business. Exactly. Yes. Good. Okay. Don, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, I always loved computers. I don't know. I don't know what it was. We went to Disney World the first time and I couldn't wait to go to Epcot. I didn't care about Magic Kingdom at all. I just, I wanted the computers and the future and and the technology and everything else. Um, I was actually told I couldn't do it because I was very bad at math. Uh, I don't like math. I don't have the patience for it. And back then math equaled computers. Uh, and it turns out that was a total lie. And when I realized I could be in the industry, I, I couldn't switch fast enough. <laughs> right, good. Uh, what is the best career advice you've ever received? you don't have to respond to every email. Yeah. It's like sometimes it's sometimes people are just throwing something out there and you don't have to give it a place to stick. Sometimes it's okay to just not say a word. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Um, probably that you need to be really good at math to do computers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fair enough. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? I would probably focus more heavily on software development than I did. Um, I made a choice to go into IT ops, you know, so systems engineering, network engineering, for a bunch of reasons that were were good. But but man, coders just own the world, don't they? They seem to. Yeah, I think the yeah. the, the phrase "software is eating the world" comes up quite a yeah. lot. So <laughs> yes, I think so many people are now able to enter into the coding world. I think the opportunity is just fantastic. Yeah, and I I think the other thing is I might. I might knuckle under and at least go get a two-year business administration 
degree. It, it, it took me so long to learn enough about how businesses run to be able to speak knowledgeably to a business leader. And I really think that that held me back for a long time. It even, even might still hold me back a little bit. Um, I've gained it all through experience, but if I'd had a base knowledge earlier then my experience would have, have been further along by now. Right. Um, so I, I, I think I might've made that investment. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I feel I've kind of hit my success point. I, I feel I'm where I need to be. And so I'm really not looking up the ladder. I'm trying to spend my time looking down the ladder and see who might need a hand up. So I, I really want to try and help people get what they want out of their career um, as best I can by connecting them to each other so they can share perspectives, by, by sharing my own experiences, by asking them to share their experiences. Um, but yeah, it's it's more about trying to look behind me than than forward. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Writing. Full full stop, no question, writing. Yeah, so it's obviously part of the whole remit of communication skills, but do you feel that's your forte? Yeah, yeah. I mean, being able to send out a well-written email, being able to write um, user documentation, being able to write a magazine article, you know, if the company needs to put an article out and they want to attribute it to someone who's, who's technical, being able to help, help the marketing department with that. Uh, I, I use, I use writing every single day, many, many times all throughout the day. And I've gotten pretty good at it. And I know for a fact that that has been a serious career multiplier. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll kind of come back to that in a minute, but what do you do to keep your own career energized? Um, I look for opportunities. I look for problems that need to be solved. And I decide if if I can help be a part of a solution or if I can, maybe if I can build something that other people can actually be the solution, but I can create a framework for them to be effective. Um, I There's always problems and there's usually a willingness to try and solve those problems if you can approach it the right way. And that makes every every week, every month, every quarter a little bit different. There's new challenges. There's new things to try and conquer. Uh, and that keeps it fresh for me. Yeah. Okay. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, more writing. I write fiction novels now. Yeah. Yeah, I realize that. Yes. <laughs> Can you give us a bit of an insight into that? Yeah. So when I, I kind of made the decision to step out of technology in 2019, uh, I was offered a VP position at the company and, and I really wanted it. Uh, and I realized really quickly that when the workday was done, I had nothing to do because I was used to writing. I, I was you know, blogging or working on a book or whatever, and, and all that kind of went away all at once. And so I, I thought about it and I reeled back. I decided I wanted to still do the blogging and stuff around career, but I'd had all these stories in my head that I told myself, well, you know, I mean, you're never going to make it as a fiction writer. You need to be happy with the career you have. And I thought, well, I don't need to be successful. It's just a hobby. I just need to do it, right? The, the success metric isn't how many readers do I have. The success metric is how many chapters did I write? And I'm writing them for the sake of writing them. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. And, and some of them have been very well received and they actually are doing well, which is just, you know, icing. Um, but it, it really helps me relax. It helps me focus on something that doesn't work. It, it gets my mind to a different place. Uh, and I, I love that. Yeah. So how many nonfiction books have you now written? Um, about a dozen. Okay. And, and obviously you've written technical books as well. So how many of those? Uh, about 50 or 60. Wow. So yeah, yes, I, prolific, I think is the right it, word. Yeah, it turns out I write really, really fast. Yeah, indeed. Good. Okay, right, Don, 
Can you give us a parting piece of career advice? Yeah, I, be thoughtful. Uh, your your career is the one thing you will have that will have to be with you for your entire life. And if you change it, that's fine. If you pursue it, that's fine. But be thoughtful. Like be more thoughtful about what your career is for. Like what is it giving to you? Um, is it giving you the things you want? Be very selfish about your career. It's it's yours. Uh, it, it, it needs to give you the life that you want and, and you can make it do that. And the more thoughtful you are about it and the more you buttress it with, you know, things like communication skills and, and teamwork and all these other, you know, so-called soft skills, the more you can feed it and the more deliberate you can be, the more it will be there for you when you want it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think it's about taking ownership, isn't it? It is. It is. It's really about getting into the driver's seat and and remembering it's your career and you can tell it to do whatever you want it to do. Yeah. Uh, and Don, where can we find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, so my website is donjones.com. Um, my career project is Ampere Club, um, A-M-P-E-R-E dot C-L-U-B, Ampere dot club. Uh, and you can hit me up on Twitter at Concentrated Don. Don, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.